This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 335, A Guide to the Prelims. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. It's a goofy time, Hunter. Uh, the next time we record together, it's in person again. I don't. I just yep. realized that. That just dawned on me. Isn't uh, that crazy? We got a weird month ahead of us. Uh, folks listening to the show uh, and people paying mm-hmm. attention to the prelims, it's just going to be weird. All right? For the next month, that's what I promise you. Things will just kind of be, who knows, all over the place. I was making the prelims schedule for the upcoming weeks, and like you and I are only streaming one of those games because uh we're busy <laughs> you're you're driving yeah. across the country in like two days <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and you're selling your house yeah i'm packing I'm up matt's and moving. house yeah hey who you're wants to buy my house <laughs> can you buy matt's house actually <laughs> excuse me will you buy matt's house we need someone to buy matt's house this is a new wave of house marketing you know it's like you just hop yeah. on podcasts and you try to you just try to you try sell to sell your house, your house. It's easy super easy um and can can you pay a lot for it? Pay more. <laughs> and don't negotiate. Don't do that. That's lame. What a buzzkill. Pay kill. what Matt's asking. And Plus, actually, Matt, ask for more. Yeah, I'll we'll ask for more. Privately. And then it's like, oh, you got a bid, right? So it's uh, $10,000 more than whatever I say. <laughs> Just do yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your negotiating tactic should be to go up, not down. Yep. Okay? Yep. Come on. <laughs> Just buy Matt's house. Uh, but all that to be said, uh, keep an eye on the Discord for announcements of prelims game streams because they are all over. It's not just like every weekend on Space Cats for a little bit here while uh, Hunter and I move our offices constantly, essentially. Mm-hmm. We're not in one place, so uh, that that is the main reason for that. But uh, I do have some tournament updates for you, my, my dearest Hunter. Yeah, give me some tournament updates. I want to be updated on the tournament that I was hoping to... I was hoping to see like a third of the games and then now I'm, I think I'm going to see less than that. Absolutely going to see less than that. Hopefully we'll see like a quarter of them, right? I think we can I see a so. quarter at this point. I think we will. Uh, but we have some qualifier winners. Uh, we had a huge list last week because we were catching up, but we, we've got a shorter list this week, but congratulations to Alessis. Uh, this name I don't recognize, The Humble Checkmate. What's that all about? Who's that? Congratulations, The Humble I don't know, Checkmate. Interesting newcomer interesting newcomer (laughs) uh congratulations also to anvalier and to beck so thank you to you four for making it through you did it yeah beck beck is (laughs) playing mellow gold is here everyone (laughs) and and succeeding in our tournament 30th anniversary of mellow gold this year you know (laughs) i'm a loser baby you know no beck is a winner this time yes this time folks it's a winner also we have two more prelims winners for you uh big al cappuccino won his prelims game to apparently much controversy uh the discord yep. could not stop talking about it i don't we told you like we told you on this show we that big al lies. we talked about it immediately after his qualifier win i can't believe that this happened because like <laughs> i was like I mean, I literally on this show was like Big Al shouldn't have played like because Big Al won in the qualifiers. 
by lying, yeah. <laughs> by telling lies. And then I even took time on the show to be like, Big Al tells lies. Okay? Is someone who tells lies. Yeah. I'm not going to call him what that would make him. But I'm just going to say that's something that Big Al does. And then it sounds like Big Al then got to tell more lies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what is going on yeah. here, everybody? It's hilarious. Like, I love it. How I, are you? I really hope he does it again in the semis. Like, I just hope it works again somehow in the semis. <laughs> no, Big Al is, I'm, I now, I, w- I wasn't going to take the prelims very seriously for my own personal <laughs> journey. I need to get through and I uh-huh. want to be in Big Al's game <laughs> so that I could just tell everyone to stop talking to Big Al. Right. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. Why are you talking to Big Al? Absolutely. Okay. Big Al is someone who tells lies. Big Al tells lies. Big Al tells Change lies. your nickname right now, Big Al. Yeah. Change it to Big Al tells Big lies. Al. <laughs> uh, also, congratulations to Tang, uh, a weird bear. And I've played with Tang in person, and I have been schooled by Tang uh, before. Uh, so I'm very excited and not surprised at all to see Tang make it to the semifinals. So congratulations there. I'm not surprised either. I've been schooled by Tang. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely been schooled by Tang. I used to drink Tang every time I went to school. You know what I mean? Schooled by Tang. Tang's great. Uh, hey, here's a fun thing. We have a little announcement for everyone, too. Uh, the the Australian organizers have been putting some things together and reaching out to us. And uh, we have a little call out here. This is very long, everyone, but I'm going to read it out because I was asked to. OK, and I'm sorry. They said they want me to do it in an accent. OK. The New Zealanders and the Australians asked me to do this. So I don't, I, this is not a horrible characterization. This, this, is, this is my Muppet Australian. They asked okay? for this. They asked yeah. for this. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, okay. I have to get into it. What's the, I need, I need my Australian phrase. What do I say? I don't know. I, I don't know how you do this. It's, it's not something you do all the time. It's not something know? I do all the time. I can do my, uh, my Rocco's Modern Life. Hey, Spunky. <laughs> That's my Rocco. It's really good. Thanks. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Greetings, dear listeners. We're thrilled to bring you news of an extraordinary event set to unfold down under in 2024. Skilled Retreat! This three-day space opera promises an unforgettable Twilight Imperium weekend at the breathtaking Aluka Retreat nestled just outside Melbourne, Australia, on the picturesque Mornington Peninsula. Mark your calendars for the commencement on Friday, June 21st, 2024, and the grand finale. Wait, grand? grand, What would it say? Green? You got it. Grand finale! I think you got it. Finale. I'm done. On Sunday, June 23rd, 2024, your ticket to this cosmic adventure includes entry into the prestigious 2024 Melbourne Twilight Imperium Tournament. Now, you're not doing third year. I know, I had to stop. It was hurting. Uh, Accommodation at the magnificent sanctuary surrounded by native Australian wildlife. Food and meals for the full three days, ensuring you're fueled to the gaming marathon. This is like not just a convention. This is like a retreat. This is like a workplace retreat is the vibe I get from this event. Where you're going to play ti so it's very yeah yeah because ti not not stressful at all and very (laughs) chill and like a good way to like unwind you know as you arrive on day one settle into your quarters and then dive into an evening of games whether it's a quick 10 point game big group social deduction games or your personal favorites expect an epic start to the retreat day two ramps up with the excitement with qualifiers where you'll battle in a colossal 14 point game to secure your spot in the final so the first round of this tournament is a 14 point uh thing that's that's absurd uh enjoy free time in the evening no you won't you will not enjoy your free time in the evening what you just played a time in the point? evening what does that even mean 
<laughs> Maybe they take breaks? I don't know. To play more games or unwind with your newfound BFFs, Day 3 brings the grand finale, a 10-point showdown, and casual TI games for the losers, culminating at 8 p.m. This is the world's uh, only Twilight Imperium in-person convention. Now, I take issue with this because Hunter it's and I not. hosted our own Twilight Imperium convention last year. So, I don't know. Now I feel, uh, now I feel attacked by this ad. Yeah, attacked by an ad that you just decided to read out of the goodness of your heart for these people. And then they're like, the only, what are you talking about? <laughs> SCPTCon would be already announced and happening again this year, if not for me and Matt having to uproot our lives. Yeah, right. <laughs> we are uprooting. Give us a second. Jeez. <laughs> Give us time to cook. <laughs> Brace yeah. yourself for an Aussie-style knife fight. That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> Complete <laughs> against re-owned players. Renowned players like Big Al, two-time champion Jess Ruby, and international guest Brassbird. Brassbird is flying to Australia for this. That's cool actually everyone That's should go chill. to this uh prizes await the victors including a foiled skilled retreat card to bling up your deck and other fantastic rewards ready to secure your spot register by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode yes i will put them in here or search for skilled retreat on facebook for ticket links and faq stay in the loop by joining the australia and new zealand discord for the latest info exclusive items and sneak peeks have burning questions reach out to murderous troll or cool guy on the anz discord or track down big al wherever you can find him fast only 48 spots as of january 23rd 2024 are available for this stellar gathering of space nerds don't miss out on the biggest event since the fall of the lazax empire so pack your bags don your scpt t-shirt and join us for a weekend of epic gaming incredible company and memories that will last a lifetime at skilled retreat yeah great job matt great reading also just as somebody that has experienced it can't recommend enough hanging out with Brassbird. Yeah, it's, it's, Can't recommend You know what enough. I recommend? Drive Brassbird's car. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I recommend. Drive it around. <laughs> I for, Have I told that story on the show where we were playing Spirit Island and then Brassbird stepped out for a second and then some other people showed up and we started playing Spirit Island with them, but then we were at max player count. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh no, Brass is gonna get back and it's gonna be like, we're not gonna be able to play another game with Brass. And EJ was just like, he's gonna be cool about it. <laughs> and it was like, what? <laughs> EJ was like, he's he's definitely gonna be totally a-okay with that. And he walked back in and we were like, sorry, Brassbird, we started playing with these people now. And he was just like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like, yeah there's no telling what he did no outside that made him feel so chill with what was going on inside. There's like no telling. I, I, there's I no telling. <laughs> We were in Portland, Oregon at the time, which uh, has, you can look up their laws about various recreations that are available. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is our show today? Well, today we are doing our Galactic Council episode, which we asked for y'all to pick yep. top 10 video games to play when you can't play Twilight Imperium. Y'all refused. We begged you. And instead, we are doing a guide to the prelims. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's serious. Now we have to do serious work. We were going to have fun with video games, and now now it's real advice for real people, uh, I right. suppose. But this is, I think, an interesting timing thing because uh, since October, we've been so much wrapped up in qualifier land and thinking about how the qualifiers are this new thing 
that I do think there is some mental adjustment required to like remembering the vibe of the prelims. And I think even like a lot of people have been playing maybe upwards of like six prelims games uh, and uh, have got grown accustomed to some of the, the, I don't know, the ways you play in the qualifiers. And I do think the prelims and onward are, are different than that. Six prelims games? Six qualifiers. I, I probably missed uh, playing up to, upwards of six qualifiers. I see. Sorry, it's hard to, it's, you know, when I'm doing a podcast with you, sometimes it's hard to understand what you're talking about. Because I say the wrong thing. I'm sure the (laughs) listener gets it. But the problem is that I, your podcast co-host, sometimes I fail to understand. I'm sure I'm the only one. My favorite kind of errata we get is when someone's like, you said this. And I'm like, there's no way we said that. And then you listen back to it. It's like, oh, those are just the wrong words I used. Yeah, I did say that. And I didn't even mean it at all. But yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I said the wrong thing. <laughs> you tend to ghost ride the whip a little bit in that brain of yours. You know what I mean? You kind of hang out the, you know what I mean? Like you're talking, but what I don't, yeah. you're doing something else. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're kind of, there's a spreadsheet in your face mm-hmm. and you are saying stuff. Yeah. But the focus is on the spreadsheet. Yeah. I've usually alt tabbed out to something else and I'm trying to research something as I say it out loud is, is, uh, is kind of the thing. <laughs> That's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Well, you are correct, Matt. We are in the prelims now. And if you are a prelims player or you're just interested in learning about how to be a prelims player someday, yeah. if you happen to be lucky enough to do that, the most important thing to know is that the difference between the qualifiers and the prelims is that once you're in the prelims, it's single elimination time. If you lose, yeah. you're out. Yeah. And if you win, you're King, queen, whatever, forever. <laughs> my my subtitle for this would be how to care too much about your game of Twilight Imperium. That's the the this this could be an episode for only two hundred and sixteen people. Or the general advice is how to care way too much about just one game of Twilight Imperium. How can you invest too much energy into one thing? See, I'm actually gonna spend a lot of time trying to uh, dissuade you yeah. from caring too much. <laughs> That's what I would like to do today. Um, let's talk about anything like pre-game let's talk about what you should be doing let's say you're in the prelims you haven't scheduled your game yet yeah uh because you don't have time because you have to drive to arkansas and then later find an apartment in (laughs) minneapolis and then move there let's say you have to do that how are you gonna get your prelims game in in like when are you gonna play a prelims i'm gonna it'll happen (laughs) don't worry about it i'll probably wait for a game to be almost full and then i'll slip in because i don't like playing with people that are excited about playing with me (laughs) that's maybe a little too honest for the I, but yeah, that that is kind of true. Um, here's the thing. So if we're talking practice time, yeah. if we want to get into the practice zone, I want to just put out there that you should practice for your prelims game as much as you have time to do. Mm-hmm. So don't push it. Don't be ridiculous. I see people every year, they like to claim, oh, I played this many practice games. I was I played this many games in general. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Play when you got time to play, but if you don't have time to practice, to play a practice game for your prelims, no sweat. Yeah. A lot of people don't, and I think they're smart to not, you know, practice. Yeah. Um, Big Al just won, and Big Al woke up at 2 a.m. his time, saw that the game was still looking for one player, and he joined that game, and then he won it. Right. <laughs> so, right. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, even if you are, so let's say you are playing a practice game, 
I would say don't fo- focus on winning that much yeah. in a practice game for the prelims. Yep. I feel like if you are trying to take the prelims really seriously, I think of it more like you're cramming for a test, mm-hmm. not so much you are uh, doing like, you're not sparring, Yeah. right? Right. It's about how much Twilight Imperium can I kind of have around my noggin yes. in preparation well- or the submerging of my noggin yeah. in Twilight Imperium. Because consider what kind of a game Twilight Imperium is. The thing we hear from all of the like tournament winners and even tournament finalists of previous years when we interview them, almost all of them say like, well, it's a it's like an endurance sport, right? It's just a thing about like you got to be able to, to stick with it and have the mental energy and the mental load right. to like stay with it. So it's not about like having some prescribed perfect plan that you've practiced and regimented it's like do you have access to all of the information when you'll need it like do you just have the terms and the things in your brain so that when they come up you can grab them and 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 then pull them into the new plan you're you're creating on the fly yeah it's about being flexible i think i think a lot of people that do well in the tournament have a lot of flexibility Uh, which brings me to my next point if you are going to play multiple practice games uh, I would say focus on getting in uh, as much time as possible with different yeah. factions. Maybe even factions that you're historically bad at. That's yeah. why I'm also saying, like, don't focus so much on winning if you're playing any practice games. Because maybe practice games is actually a time to sort of, like, expand the scope yep. of what you like to play in Twilight Imperium. There's 25 factions in the Dern game, yeah. okay? And you don't know which ones are going to be in your pool. Yeah. There's going to be six random ones. So you may as well just kind of give random stuff a shot. You might find suddenly in a practice game preparing for a prelims that you like Muat a lot. Right. And then when Muat comes up in the pool, well, guess what? It's not a very popular faction. Yep. You might get, you probably will get Muat if you want it. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, okay, I'm kind of approaching the game a little differently. And now your creative brain is being engaged in addition to your numbers strategy brain, which I think it's, I think you want to kind of, Get as many nodes kind of flickering <laughs> as you can. You want to activate all... Okay, step one, activate your nodes, <laughs> all of them. I want them sparking, okay? You know yeah. you burn a lot of calories when you think really hard? Did you know that? I didn't it's, know that. It's, you're actually exercising wow. when you play Twilight Imperium. That's good to know. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, too, with this, with this practice and, like, practicing not to win, there's also, I mean, a certain amount of, like don't burn all of your energy on like working out what i don't know like you can play with a group of people and work out some new like oh i have this is how i want to approach this kind of a deal but you like you don't know what people you're going to have later so you can't like make a plan for every type of person so the point is to just put yourself in front of as many possibilities as you can so that then you're just prepared for like the the gamut of all of them right i i i think too if you're if you're trying to practice things i what i see the most success come from is practice just drafts you don't need to play a whole game we all like know how a whole game of ti goes but doing like a practice draft and maybe that round one thing where you like sit there and work out stuff with other players for a little bit if you can schedule a bunch of those with people you don't know i think that's like the fastest way to feel the moments of a ti game without having to like do an eight hour session or whatever yeah 
I want to throw out another opinion, though, which is that maybe don't spend too much time thinking about the draft. Yeah. I think some people devote too much energy to thinking particularly about the draft. It's cool to do a practice draft because I think it's good for you. If you don't have time to do a practice game, it's kind of the best you'll you'll get, yeah. right? Yeah. And you will get a good look at like, all right, well, how does the map look sometimes right. when all these slices are together, which I think is important information. Yes. But also the draft is not the game. Exactly. And mostly the draft is about just setting up a reasonably even game. Right. There's almost never, I'll say this, I've commentated a lot of games and I would say most of the time if we do a draft and I've got something to say, that's kind of wild yeah, to me. Right. Most of the time, it's just like, oh, is there a good faction? Oh, so-and-so got it. Well, <laughs> does that make them a genius for picking right. Jolnar? Right. No. It's, there's not. I don't have to break any of this down. Yeah. Sometimes somebody does something. Like, here's here's an example of something that happens all the time. Somebody will, have, it'll be their turn to draft. Here's what chat does. This is a, let me lecture chat a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a really great faction that everybody loves, like Mahawk or Sar, and it's available, and it's somebody's turn to draft, and they don't draft mm -hmm. Mahawk or Sar. Maybe they pick Slice instead, yep. or whatever. And 99% of the time, Kat will be like, oh, why didn't they pick yeah. Mahawk? Yeah. And every time, I have the same answer, which is that they probably don't play Mahawk. Yeah. That's what it is. They just don't is like it. Is that they don't play <laughs> that faction. Yeah. So they don't know how to do it. Right. So they're not, and maybe they don't feel that they're not that, you know, some people are crazy. And I like John O played Mahawk for the first time yeah. in the finals Wild. in tournament four and won. Yeah. But John O's John O. <laughs> and you might John just be O can kill a man and get away with it. And not sure. everybody yeah. can do that. <laughs> right. We can't all walk away from the scene of the crime. You know, <laughs> some of us go to prison for that kind of stuff. Not Jana is my point. Yeah, my, uh, my thinking with practice drafting is less too about like develop your draft strategy. In previous years too, maybe there was a bit more of that, right? We had banning, we had things you could like maybe think about and prep to then bring mm -hmm. to the draft. That is absolutely not the case this year. So there really is nothing to prep with the draft. But the yeah. point more to what Hunter was saying is get to the end state of the draft, which is the game setup. I think it's important to see the map a few times in its like various layouts and what factions end up in what kind of slice like you know that's a way you can get a feel even just for and this doesn't have to be you practicing drafts too this can be you going and looking through the prelims vods that have already happened or whatever which is right. to see how the maps end up those good factions which slices did they end up in the bad factions which slices did they end up in where where where, where is the vibe of the community at when they do drafting if there even is any sense of a consensus and there might not be but I think seeing that early board state and just examining the map a little bit is what you're trying to get to. It's just like, how, I, I want to see what a game could actually look like, given the constraints this tournament is under. Yeah, you should definitely do that. You should know how the slices fit together like a puzzle. I like the idea, what you were saying about looking at VODs. Um, if you know what players you're going to have, this is getting a little bit ahead of it. We'll talk about scheduling in a minute. Yeah. But once you know what pay players you're going to be playing with, um, feel free to do some research. They all played in a qualifier game, perhaps right. many. Uh, perhaps you can find out those. And for example, if you're going to be playing with Big Al Cappuccino, <laughs> maybe you find out that Big Al tells lies. Yeah. And then you know that now. 
And so when you get messages from Big Al, you now know Big Al tells lies. You know, other people tell lies too. I'm not trying to just harp on Big Al. Big Al didn't invent the lie. Okay, Mm -hmm. Schroeder did that. (laughs) Yeah, Schroeder invented lying, and we're we've all kind of copied off of Schroeder's homework Uh a little bit. uh Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, that's I think it's worth knowing. Like, is this person trustworthy? What's their deal making style? Are they a dirt bag? Did they recently (laughs) write an essay about crushing their friends with violence? Do they like wine? Like these are things mm-hmm. to just kind of, and, and you know what? You maybe don't even need to go that hardcore on the research. Just do a quick search on the discord, yeah. y'all. Look at right. what they, look at what's said about them. Yeah. Look at, you know, the, what was the post game talk like yeah. after their game? You know, right. was there a controversy? Was there a non con? Was yeah. there no controversy? Just see, are just, they cool? just pull up the results list and see who they beat. You can just glean yeah. some information if you know the other names of who they played. Maybe maybe you don't know that person, but you see that they beat nine of spades and, you know, Teddy's jam for you and their qualifier or whatever. Like you you, right. you can glean some sort of information about who to look out for. I, I think it's really funny that <laughs> I'm realizing there's people that play in our tournament that like don't listen to this show at all. Uh, they, they hop in, they they see the biggest tournament going on. They, they want to be a part of it. And I realize how much they're missing out on because we do stuff like this, because we call people. We, we've we been telling you, Big Al, maybe all five of the other people in Big Al's prelims game are not regulars to uh, the show and the and the SCPG Discord, because Could I be. just I Could can't be. imagine people being surprised by his lies. Yeah. It really I, I don't know why we're harping on this so much, but it was just the talk of the town. So it's on my mind. It really lot. was. <laughs> it was the talk of the town. Uh my buddy, you know, Ron was telling me, my buddy Ron mm-hmm. uh, was on was telling me that he went to sleep after the game and then woke up in the next morning and people were were still talking yeah. about how Big Al tells lies. Did you know that Big Al tells mm-hmm, lies? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you know that? Did you know that? Uh, I feel like we are coding it on so thick that yep. it is maybe getting ridiculous I'm ready now. for the bumper sticker at this point. <laughs> or the, it's, it's that memento photograph. Big Al tells lies, don't believe his lies. You know what I'm talking I think, about? I, I will say this. We just crossed into private message territory for okay. me. Okay. Where sometimes we talk about someone so much in one episode, I'll be like, I'm probably going to... I'm just going to send a private message just to make sure. like, Let them know cool. that they're about to get blasted on air. It's Listen, and we blast. Mm-hmm. We like to blast. And the only reason we blast is because sometimes you got to do it too. Like yeah. sometimes you don't, like sometimes you have to also be, you know, somebody in the community yeah. and have people use that against you. Right. Okay. Right. Sometimes you got to get a little taste of what it's like to be, you know, me basically. <laughs> It's Sometimes all, you got to do that. It's all spite. You know, this this podcast is just designed around that that one concept. Let's talk about scheduling. Can we please? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's do it. Uh, so there have been questions uh, in the prelims lounge about what is going on uh, because it is different than the qualifiers. And so I want to give a little bit of advice here on uh, what to do and how to do it and what we plan to do going forward. As we keep saying, it's been a little bit hectic getting the, the some of the planning aspects of this down because of just how weird things are. But I'm trying to stay on top of it. And in fact, this week, I'm two weeks ahead. Like we got we got ahead an extra week. Yeah. Uh, so prelims players, I, I hope that helps at least a little bit. I know some of you want more than that. And we're working on it. Uh, there 
probably will be eventually an availability form that is sent out. And if you've been a part of previous uh, prelims or onward, you might know what my availability forms look like. I ask for every single hour that you are available for weeks at a time. It's a horrible right. film to fill out. You, you, uh, you, you've check like a billion boxes uh but it gives me information of knowing everybody's availability windows to make the really uncomfortable games and the hard uh the hard calls to make which is like people being asked to stay up really late or wake up really early but the reality is in the prelims that's how it goes and it's only going to get worse from here so you might as well start kind of working out you know when when you can kind of make these games happen uh because the prelims do get a little bit harder and my biggest advice is it only gets worse as time goes on like the, the right. less players we have the harder it is to find spots so that's why i do want to get an availability form out but until then the method we have is uh i'm posting games i'm getting streamers lined up ahead of time and then posting those games for like the upcoming weekend or two that right. doesn't mean you can't propose times. It's just me saying that I'm not slating a time just because someone proposed it. But there was one where someone proposed a time and three other people were instantly like, I could do that time and I get to go, oh, oh well, then that's I can just do that one. Like, I know that yeah. that one's going to fill yeah. up. The inverse is we had a time proposed and nobody else signed up for it ever. We lost a game last weekend. There were only two winners from last weekend because we actually lost two games, but happened to get one organized very, very quickly. So thank you to everybody who <laughs> hopped in to prelims game number uh, seven uh, at the absolute last minute. But it is it can be difficult. So, you know, look for the posts. They usually come out this timing of the week. Monday or Tuesday is when I can get them out pretty often. Uh, and then if none of that works for you, I will never disparage someone for being like, Hey, these are all 1500 UTC times. I'd really love an eight UTC time. Can you please do that in the coming weeks? And I will take a note and I will, I can make that happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think like the best thing you said, Matt, is if you want to get your prelims game done, it's better to do it soon. Yeah. Don't wait because when it, when we wait, it means that you're going to be in those weird, hard to put together games, yep. and your time slot you might not love it. Yeah, and we are staying on track. Yes, to get the finals done the first weekend of May. Yeah, right. That's right. We we, we are will, on we track. will push. We will have way too busy a weekends if we can manage it. As soon as Hunter get and I get stable, I imagine we will actually try to overload some weekends just to like oh, yeah. get ourselves on a more comfortable pace. Because the thing that always happens towards the end of the prelims is actually we can't even do three games per weekend. The last six games take three or four weekends or something really ugly. And right. I'm doing everything I can to avoid that this year. So just, you know, try to make yourself as available as possible stretch you know if you can stretch those windows of availability by like an hour or two it might be way easier for you to find a game right now as opposed to later i might be asking you to stretch it quite a bit more than that yeah i, I don't really have any advice as yeah, far as fine. scheduling goes i think i think that just get it done just yeah. get it done right just get it done <laughs> get it done well that's a lot of uh like you know before the game advice but maybe let's take sure. a quick break and then when we come back we can talk about actual in the game how, oh, yeah, to, how to be good day. at Twilight Imperium. Yeah, let's take a break and then it's game day.
basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. It's game day, everybody. Hey, welcome to game day. Uh, how do you how do you do good at TI, Hunter Donaldson? How do you win games? Um, well, here's what you do. First, you gotta wake up. Uh, <laughs> just gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. And you gotta get right out of bed. I'm gonna say at least an hour before start time. You need to be out of bed. Um, and you need to have breakfast. Okay. Interesting. You gotta eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. It's the most important meal of the day, they say. Don't forget um, how many finalists genuinely offered that up as their advice for doing well in tournaments is like yep. eat a full breakfast and have yep. protein throughout the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Egg and cheese, everything bagel toasted, mm. sriracha. Sriracha. On, all over it. All over it. I'm a I'm a I'm a everything bagel, peanut butter, and sriracha. Obviously, if you know, if the game is starting late for you in the day, then you probably did have breakfast. Maybe. But then my advice, well, maybe, but I, I, my advice is, I, it still stands. Uh, have another even. breakfast? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. Second <laughs> breakfast? Elevensies? Listen, you need to have elevensies, okay, <laughs> is what I'm saying. That's my big piece of advice here, is that an hour before Twilight Imperium, it's breakfast time. I don't know when that is for you. That might be 2 a.m. for you, mm -hmm. okay? You're having 1 a.m., you know, egg and cheese, everything bagel toasted with sriracha. <laughs> or, you know, jalapeno sauce or whatever. Like something, something green, too. Mm -hmm. Get some green salsa in there. Love green salsa with sure, eggs. You ever have sure, green sure. salsa with Always. eggs? It's so good. It's the only way so I do good. it. good. Yeah, I, God, I'm, I'm actually hungry. Now you're just <laughs> I literally became hungry. And I kind of am having trouble transitioning to the next point because I'm thinking about all the food I'm you want to eat. I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat. You know, speaking of food you want to eat, bring some stuff in with you and have it on hand, you know? You're I, right. Bring I, some snacks. Yeah. Bring yeah. snacks. Like, what's a good snack? What do you like <laughs> as far as snacks go? Let's talk snacks. A handful of almonds. Will that do you well? Do you want a handful of almonds? Yeah, I don't know why you're pronouncing it like that, but sure, to. yeah. Have nuts, really on hand. Do we nuts have any, on hand. Do we, <laughs> nuts on hand. Just nuts do that. Nuts on hand. <laughs> I, I want a bowl of nuts right by the, the computer. Whatever nut you like, you know what I mean? Cashews, whatever, I don't care. Mixed nuts, walnuts, whatever. Pecans, yeah. I don't care. Just Here, have some nuts. Here's the thing, though. Get, get the jump start on this day and then show up early to your game. And there's two reasons for this. One, because it's nice and it's polite. It's the good thing to do. It's the right thing to right. do to show up early and help your streamer do soundtracks and all that. More importantly, though, I genuinely do think the quicker you can get in that voice channel lobby with your other players and start getting to know them, the quicker you can do the math you need to do on what kind of relations you these players want. That is a genuine part of the game. Imagine yeah. you're playing this at a convention or, or an in-person tournament. You would meet the people before your game. You'd, you'd you know, get, get a good vibe from them, figure out what kind of player they are, and doing that virtually is harder. So start up the conversations, talk to folks, figure out what they like, even start directly addressing that kind of stuff. What kind of deal do you guys like let's like let's make this amenable you know how can we how, what, what kind of player are you and and how can i best service your style or whatever i, I think being ready to adapt as soon as the game starts is a, a really good way to get going i don't know i don't know how i would react to if a player was in the like we're we haven't even started playing yet we're just in the voice lobby and somebody's already like playing the game i how about this let's let's rewind it a little bit let's say 
let's say say hi mm -hmm. and find out where everybody's from sure. you know just like normal meet you stuff yeah and then go into like so uh, i can't New wait for you to be in minneapolis and not have constant <laughs> police sirens outside your window i that hope was it's like happening i hope it's last not time i was talking it started yeah. happening and then i started talking again <laughs> immediately started happening it's like they can hear me yeah like they know whenever it's they my turn talking. to talk and then well, they just show up let me let me say this let me say this I, I don't mean it like get in there and start playing the game off the jump but i see this from players like i'll i'll do my checks and something that's part of my uh little speech is like y'all are the ones managing your game you you right. run your rules you all need to determine is this a lay at play at table or is this something different is this a little bit more you know what's your status on takesy backsies and those kinds of questions help you get to know a little bit about the vibe of players and and who might want to be a bit of a stickler about things and and you should you know not do things to upset that person uh or or whatever like the, i i think there's aspects of it i'm not saying you know explicitly come in and be like who likes x minus one raise your hand like I, it doesn't have to go that far but i do think getting you know at least just getting to know everybody real quickly is good yeah also, I mean, I would say, like, try not to come in with too specific of a plan yeah. for, like, how to approach the table. I see this a lot, where players will kind of come in, like, with, like, thinking that the the tournament is like a heist. Yeah. And that you can come in and be like, I'm going to do exactly this. Um, there, I, there have historically been players that I think were able to approach it like that, but I think that's very few and far between. Mm-hmm mostly it's better i think to approach the table and just sort of listen to the to the other players right. and see like what kind of relationships might develop yeah and, and and a lot of that is you know the early game is where you're going to i think learn a lot of that valuable information yeah um and i think like try to focus on playing well over specifically winning yeah if you are thinking about round five in the draft i think you're doing it wrong mm -hmm. and also you're slowing down the game so you're my least favorite <laughs> person sure. at the table yeah don't worry though it's always a competition so yeah. don't, it's a, <laughs> never think you know what so i talk so much about people taking a long time you're you're all naughty you're all my naughty children is how i think of you yeah so don't think like oh hunter's ever specifically mad at me about taking a long time you all take a long time, all of you. It's it's never you're never ever going to be singled out yeah. because you all just take a turn wearing the dunce cap. You know what I mean? Like you're all just passing it around, and I get my time to be like, oh, now you're taking a long time, and then somebody else would be like, look at this, oh, we're taking forever over here. You all do it, okay? So don't never worry that somehow you are the one mm -hmm. in trouble for taking a long time. Yeah. everyone plays slow all yeah. of you and you all in my office now everyone <laughs> well and and on the topic of time i think it's relevant and especially relevant like at the beginning of this game and during the draft is like be thinking about your time management a reminder the prelims are in the time limit from when the draft starts you have eight right. hours to, to win this game, right? Or you're going to a tiebreaker at the end of the round you finish. It's a little bit looser than eight hours, but in a relatively short amount of time, uh, you will be done with the game one way or another. And the mistake I see so often is someone burning all of their time in round one or two mm -hmm. over deals they've just for some reason convinced themselves are like the game changer. And it's like right. over 
an X minus one plus a promissory note, as opposed to just like, I just get the deal and, and move on with your life. The, sometimes there is an early game decision that requires thought and requires some negotiating. That can happen. If you're on the brink of elimination, you might need to take some more time. This is your, this is your moment of, uh, you know, this is the precipice of your game. But right. keep in mind the kind of time you're going to need in round five. It, right. the, go watch prelims game number one as a absolutely perfect example of this that game it's it's on the youtube uh, i think by now uh, it's, or at least it's coming soon and the first four rounds of that game are lickety split we just burn through every single round and that's not a big deal and guess what that meant when the really wild and intense Winslay carousel kicked off in round five, the players were not rushing decisions. They got to have like this immaculate yep. game of Twilight Imperium and this like perfect photo finish. And you only earned that because you didn't waste time in round two deliberating over things that didn't matter. Yeah, people tend to debate a lot like what the general arc of a game should be whether there should be more violence in the early game, whether the mid game should be like um, where, like should we move a lot of critical mm -hmm. decisions down to the mid game before the stage two flips or whatever. Yeah. But I would say regardless of that debate, and I'm not trying to, I'm not even trying to have that conversation right now. Right. I think in the prelims, it probably makes sense to try to keep everything pretty hunky dory yeah. in the early mid game. Yeah. Now don't worry. You're, the other players will maybe mess that up for you. Sure. That, that you don't get perfect control over that. But I think as far as your vote on game day is maybe let's stay focused and yep. get to round four as soon as possible. Maybe in round four, we start slowing it down a little bit. That way we can have a juicy round five yep. and then figure out who's going to win this darn thing and yep. then go home, you know? Right. Absolutely. I, and, and I think too, it's like an issue of like th those, those round one deliberations. If... If you are the player that's like, I think more needs to happen round one, I agree with you if you're doing it quickly. Like as long as you can make that happen quickly, yeah. then then you are fine. But the this isn't just a time limit issue. This will be true for the finals, which is to say your energy level depletes as the game goes on. It's genuinely good advice to to get this going faster. Yes, TI is and can be a long game, but in casual play, it doesn't have nearly the stress. A 14-hour casual game is not quite the same as even a 10-hour or 8-hour tournament game. There's there's a lot more energy expended <laughs> when you're trying if you're trying to play for keeps. And yeah. don't waste all of that energy on wildly complicated deals and then in round five you just don't have the gas in the tank anymore mm -hmm. yeah i've definitely seen a i i've seen so many tournament games that could be summed up as they got really too clever early on and mm -hmm. then by the time we got to the the end of the game where it was now necessary to be as clever as possible we're all tired yep. Yep. basically and that that's tough it, it's it's tough to see those i'll say this too let's also just get strategic about it and, and this is you know like i said you don't have control over this this is just you're just one vote yep um in the the group of six but if i'm starting a game cold i have no idea how this is gonna go i have no idea if i'm gonna get a lot of luck or very little luck or whatever mm -hmm. i would love and I hate what I'm about to say, but I believe it 100%. <laughs> I would love to try and leave as much space as possible for around six. Mm -hmm. If I just don't yeah. know how things are going to turn out, right. I'm like, wow, if we if we move 
quickly through rounds one, two, and three. We might have time for a round six if it becomes necessary. You'd have to slay all the way around yep, type situation. Yeah. And I would love to have that ceiling room. There are definitely prelims games or just uh, timed tournament games in general that mm -hmm. I've seen where the fact that they knew they couldn't get another round influenced the way they played their final round. I think yep. we would see more full carousels if not for the time limit. Yep. Not saying we're taking the time limit away. We never will. In nope. fact, you're lucky it's eight. That's how I think. You're lucky <laughs> I it's pushed eight. for seven. I genuinely yeah. pushed for seven. I, I let y'all keep eight. Okay. So you ever get mad about me about being angry about people taking too long? Remember, I'm the one that I'm the reason y'all still have eight. Okay. Mommy wanted to take it down to seven. Daddy said no. <laughs> I said I our comp I remember the draft was the compromise. That was the compromise. We compromised on. You yeah. let me put the draft in it, so if people waste too much time in the draft, they've burned their that's eight true. hours. Ooh, that's a good transition though. Let's talk specifically about the draft. We don't have. A, I don't really have much to say about it. I just want to say that two things I see, um, and one of them's obvious, but it's just worth saying. Like it, in the draft, you should play a faction that you're comfortable with. Yep. Um, unless you're a genius or some weirdo, right. um, and then do whatever. I don't care. You don't even you don't even need to listen to this if you're a genius or a weirdo. <laughs> um, but so yeah, play something you're comfortable with, uh, and then the second one's big. I think when people start deal making in the draft, it's a red flag. <laughs> just in general, I just like you I, are dunking trying... on Kraken's entire personality. I know. <laughs> no, I'm not dunking on Kraken because Kraken it does every everything Kraken does is like from an alternate universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not Kraken is not canon with the yeah. show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I'm talking about is for everybody else. Kraken, you can sit outside on this one. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but for everybody else, I would say drafting in the like deal making in the draft is a red flag because you don't you really don't know enough and it feels like always to me when i see it happening it just kind of sounds like one player is trying to lay the foundation down for a very complicated mind game yeah that i don't think you should play into right like i just think that you, like regardless because i know what happens is one player starts it and the other thinks oh i can yeah. i can outdo it what y'all are doing is kind of just adding more randomness at this point yep. most of the time. I mean, Kraken literally, I mean, to talk about Kraken as an example, Kraken brought like a casino. Kraken is comfortable with more randomness yeah, yeah. in the game. Absolutely. Okay. So that's fine. And if you like that, that's also chill. I'm not, I want everyone to play the game the way that they mm -hmm. want. This mm -hmm. is more like if you want advice, I think it would be that if somebody starts whispering you in its draft time, I'd be like, Hold your horses, buddy. Yeah. Let's talk a little first. I'm not ready, you know. Right. I don't want to have dinner yet, you know. <laughs> like, let's just, you know, we're coworkers. Let's yep. just talk a little by the water cooler and see how it goes, right. you know. It, it's also just the draft, and and you can't like make anything binding in the draft. I mean, we're not we're, we're outside of the realm of actual transactions, anyways, and that extends into the game itself, which is like, don't you can't get hung up on too wild of deals and honestly my biggest reason is this and this is maybe a bit too much because we're, we're trying to talk about like how do you win your prelims game but if you really do want to think about like also the semis and the finals like think about the heat we've been throwing at big al right he's a perfect example of a person where it's like he burned his plays in the right. qualifiers and the prelims now maybe well, we he could just he, he gets to just keep getting away with it yeah we, we, right. we thought he burned it in the qualifiers and then he got to use it again in the prelims so maybe actually this doesn't apply to big al who knows but the point being these stories get 
told. These things get passed around. Do you want your win to be the one that then your semifinals players are calling you out for and are no longer letting you get away with any deals at all, right? I, I think you have to slow your roll a bit and have a little bit more at your disposal for each subsequent round. Uh, you don't necessarily want to be predictable. Um, so by the finals round, you know, it, it's quite good to be someone who doesn't have a ton of attention on them, right? I, I think you can look at the championship winners of, of previous years and most of them are, you know, the person who was laying low relatively well. Yeah, spades. I, don't know. Uh, I think Luke laid low his year. He be like we we knew of Luke a long time ago. It's a long time a long ago. Time but ago. also, Jono was definitely laying low uh, in the sure. build up to his win. Like I, I think Teddy. That's not someone that laid low. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Teddy and Sugar are not. I, I, yeah. I feel you. But those are also I don't know. I, you know, I, I can't make everything applicable to everyone. <laughs> Well, I'm just also saying that I think overall, I would dispute that piece of advice a little bit. Mm. And here's how I would dispute it, is that I think that even in your example, we're talking about Big Al, like people actually didn't really uh, punish uh, somebody's like actions in one game into the next. And I right. actually feel like people, it kind of takes a lot of energy, I think, for people to like sort of factor that in. I think we're trying to encourage that on this show because it's fun yeah. for the hot goss to like have consequences later yeah but i don't know i don't know that it does actually sure. i really don't because i mean what we talked we, i mean we opened this episode being like big al tells lies yeah but i mean what a couple months are gonna go by and that semifinals game is gonna come around and then who knows what happened well like and and you know big al does tell lies and we know this big al tells lies big al tells but lies big al ingratiates himself like to people it's gonna now. be a t-shirt like, now uh, <laughs> he, he he also ingratiates himself which which is another point to bring up and this is a stupid one but boy have we seen it be extremely relevant in the prelims mm -hmm. if someone's going to get win made you need to be able to have a case to pitch for it yeah. to be you That's we are true. seeing win making be more relevant than ever out of the what is it eight games that have happened i think two of them are ones people are calling like clean wins the rest mm -hmm. have some level of messiness to them and yeah. i can't tell you how to navigate win making and i can't tell you how to navigate win slaying except for know the five people at your table and know what they want and what they might win make based on right no know what kind of gamuts they might be willing to make and that might take some of the wheeling dealing throughout the round to get a just to get their temperature on what kind mm -hmm. of things they like so that at the end of the game you're in the right corner uh i it, it, this is hard to give advice about but i do think it's realistic to prepare people for the idea that a lot of these prelims games are ending in shenanigans of course I will say, I mean, I can, I, I want to attempt to give advice about it. I think you got to listen to the, not just the players, but the narrative of this game. Yeah. There is a, in game three, there was an attempted elimination of a player. I'm spoiling game three, by the way. So skip ahead if you don't want that. Sure. There was an attempted elimination of a player. Uh, and then that elimination failed. Yep. Okay. And this was early. This was like round two or round three. Elimination was over. But the, the player that had been targeted was Jolnar, which was lucky for them. They were able to hang on and sort of stay in the game. Yep. 
but it was a lot of like, okay, the right things were lining up. Mm -hmm. And then that player ended up getting their 10th point from the support for the throne from one of the players that uh, was trying to eliminate them earlier in the game. Now that's that you can, you know, you can cry winemaking or whatever all you want. You can talk about it on the discord till the cows come home. But what that Jolnar player did correctly, I think, was first of all, they hung in there. They didn't, yeah. they didn't quit. Uh, they, they, it was frustrating. They right. were frustrated, which is understandable. Allow yourself space to be frustrated. Maybe that's a piece of advice. Mm -hmm. And then try to, you know, cool down. Um, and then they kept talking to these players yep. and, you know, they kept their relationship going and they kept listening and seeing what was going on and mm -hmm. then ended up negotiating themselves into getting their 10th point. Yep. And I don't know shade on that player at all for right. getting the Make, 10th point via support for the throne because they th their game had been effectively ruined right. early on. And then because of a lot of the right coins flipping, yeah. they were able to stay in. God, Hunter, you got to watch more Survivor. I'm telling you. That's this is all survivor talk. Everything you just said <laughs> applies to to survivor. The survivor, but, but the the honestly, idea... I get enough of it. Then. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe I just you don't need it. It's overload. <laughs> <laughs> but the the idea here is, you know, you can know what you want, but sometimes you got to know what the other players want, and you got to know what they're gonna win make about. Right? Some people are gonna win make you helped me a bunch you you're you were jolnar and you gave me research agreement four times i'm gonna give you things i know myself i'm not partial to that i i'm not right. gonna win make the person who just was the faction that had the tools that let them give away stuff right sardak sure. nor doesn't have that toolkit so i can't sit here and expect to get a huge bevy of amazing deals from the sardak player but yeah. there's a lot of players out there where they respect the game right they respect the the effort and they respect the you know all of those other factors so as long as you don't have a bad attitude and come at the game you know like honestly and doing your best like i think that ingratiates yourself just as much as the straight up like let's be super boat floaty like i, I think there's plenty of players out there that are like i respect you for you know for being the right. person who did do something about Nalu in round three or whatever, mm -hmm. right? That was a problem that was going to come up later. You're the one who did it. It cost you a lot. Now the game is a total mess. I think I just support you instead. You're the one who, right. who took the shot. Well, and then the flip side of this is if you are a player that's sitting at the table and you are planning on some early game violence and you are planning mm -hmm. on trying to eliminate another player or something like that, uh, you need to be fast, you need to be efficient, you need to be surgical. Yep. Um, because the second you attempt a coup and it fails, <laughs> yeah. we don't know. Now we're in crazy town. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like now we are we have set the stage for shenanigans mm -hmm. early on. That's what happened in, in game three. Yep. Right? Right. More they just they're just, just I'm not gonna you. miss this. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm not gonna miss this. I'm not, dude, I mean, let me tell you something right now. <laughs> it's getting worse. Monday morning, every Monday morning, there is a bread delivery truck underneath my bed, dude. <laughs> underneath my bed. 6 a.m. Giant bread truck, okay? Takes a long time to unload bread off the truck. And it's loud, and it's obnoxious, and I'm 
done with it i think we did cover everything too i think we've i think i think we've uh that's a wonderful uh transition yeah yeah sure <laughs> sure sorry i got so worked up thinking about that that i, I don't even know if i can talk about the prelims anymore <laughs> but yeah i mean it's you're I think the the big the conclusions here the big bullet points are don't get tired out you weirdo yeah, uh, yeah. if you're gonna be mean be all the way yeah um, don't mess it up you know and if things get weird try to try to get paid off you yeah. know try to get, get weird try too. to make yeah if things it, get yes. weird get weirder <laughs> yes like and and that's the thing too like tr don't come in with a plan because you just need to like pay attention to what the story of this game is and yeah. play into that yep. That is the important part, especially this year. It seems to all be about what is the narrative that the players are forming. Yep. And then how do you capitalize on that? How do you be, um, you know, if, if it's Game of Thrones, how do you be, uh, uh, what's a Game of go Thrones ahead. character? No, just, just any. You have at okay. it. Okay. No, go ahead. Uh, you want to be, you want to be Daenerys. You don't want to be Stannis, <laughs> okay. right? You don't want to die. Yeah in the woods or mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. you want to ride a dragon sure. and wear fun dresses and kill all that's your what, friends that's what you want to do yeah yeah, yeah what, I does like she it. do that i thought she really i thought she was right she was hanging with like sure. she had like bros and stuff yeah no you're right he comes in with the squad she's like squad. here's my squad and like we're all homies or whatever and i was like i thought this show was like mean and then she's just like <laughs> here are my bros like that's what happened that's what the <laughs> That's how it was. This is like, this is a show where people aren't being nice and they're just getting real. Mm -hmm. And then by the last season, it was like, here's all my buds and we're buds, you know? And then like Varys is like hanging out and they're just like, yeah, I'm like a bud now. Like they're just like hanging out, just like drinking beers and being like, yeah, we're just homies or whatever. It's like, dude, I thought the show was about like stabbing each other in the mm -hmm. back and like poisoning people. Yep. And then at the end, like, I don't know. It just is every does every story have to just be about like people chilling out together? Is that what it is? Is every story actually just kind of like wouldn't it be cool if these like are the we just ones. having fun yeah. pretending that these that imaginary people are friends and we like that? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel that way. I love Final Fantasy and that's all Final Fantasy yeah. is about. Yeah. TI is wrestling, right? that's that's the thing mm -hmm. and you are you are a part of the script as it happens we did already right. write all of this so you just need to play your roles and you know it's true you might be the heel yep. or you might be the face okay <laughs> and there you go <laughs> i want to thank our weird bears big al cappuccino squeamishy moo blt brass bird kabbalah soul kaluan dandelion daryl drago thaxton elspeth jadeem jedi carnal alice emlachevsky nick absol rwise and tang and i want to thank our baby child big friends crake and portmandia Hercules, relic stan and vince you can rate this podcast on an app somewhere who knows you can just kind of do whatever you want with it man i don't care live your life uh hey i want to announce some prelim streams coming up i've got two weekends for you uh game number nine is friday january 26th at 1400 utc on the big al cappuccino twitch channel <laughs> hey thanks big al we big appreciate al. you you know yeah. we like you dude <laughs> Thanks for We're streaming like, so much, and thanks for being the first weird bear every single week. <laughs> this whole episode, we were just like, 
throwing so much shade at this guy <laughs> and then it's time to announce like tournament streams and meanwhile this one is going to be hosted by big al yeah. thank you so much yeah. for your help you really make all of this possible buddy here's some advice watch as many games as bit you don't have to play just watch games big al has watch watched games. so many games and uh yeah. has the success to prove it hey game number 10 is saturday january 27th at 1700 on the j all ear cam channel hosted by elspeth prelims game number 11 is on sunday january uh 28th at 1600 utc hosted by rand over on the ti junkies channel yeah. thank you all so much and then next weekend and i'll announce this again in next week's episode but i want people to get in there and start signing up ahead of time so prelims players this is especially for you to know that these are available prelims game number 12 friday february 2nd again by big al at 1400 utc thanks, prelims, bud. thanks for thanks, bud. Doing thanks. i hope you don't You're get so dunked great. on the semis we um, love big al big al so cool thank you <laughs> prelims game number 13 this is an important one saturday february 3rd at 8 utc this is a euro timed game and it had a bunch of players who could play in it i don't have a streamer for it yet if you want to try your hand at streaming Ooh. twilight imperium and you want to try streaming a game let me know if you can do this game we need somebody to do the eight utc games we need people that can do euro time slots in general this is yeah. a this is a big call out jasper used to carry the torch duke lucum used to carry the torch we like every year only have like one european time zone streamer and we need more i'm begging you europe if you have any interest in getting into streaming this stuff we absolutely have games to feed you yeah come on we need more euro streamers yep and come on Come on, Come on, just do, do it. it. Also, do prelims it. game number 14, Sunday, February 4th at 1600 UTC, hosted by Hunter Badonaldson uh, I'll be back. on our channel. He'll be back. He'll be in Arkansas. He'll stream it from probably my house. How fun. How novel. Yeah. Uh, we got an agenda phase. That's fun. Question time. DJ Dolch asks, what shows are y'all watching these days? Oh, wow. Nice little casual one. That's fun. That's good. Just whatever we want to say. Just whatever we want to um, talk about. Well, it's not really a show, but uh, the Oscar noms dropped. Mm. Oscar noms just dropped, bro. If you want to talk noms. about some piping I've noms. been getting so much more and more and more detached from Oscar season and Oscars, and I never go see movies in theaters ever, ever, ever. Because I, I never know you to really be much of a see a movies in that one. Katie and I did it the one year that one Oscar season we lived in Portland. We went and saw almost everything. Uh, yeah, and maybe we'll do it again someday when we have. I don't know, a babysitter that can do that. Who knows? But I don't see movies because I have a kid right now. So, Hunter, tell me about Oscar season. Well, yeah. So, so the nominees dropped. Best picture. We got American American Fiction. I haven't seen that one. Mm. Uh, it's got my boy. Uh, what is his name? What's that actor's name? Jeffrey Wright. It's got my boy Jeffrey Wright in it. <laughs> Love Jeffrey Wright. Um, haven't seen the movie. Gonna see it. I like to see all the best picture noms yeah uh anatomy of a fall nominated for best picture also won the palm door uh at can uh last year nice um i have not seen anatomy of a fall yet either really want to um it's some sort of i think it's like a french courtroom drama with like scandinavian vibes i don't know it's like <laughs> snowy sorry that might not be maybe that doesn't make sense to anybody <laughs> but i just saw snow and i'm like it's kind of it's european there's snow that yeah. means scandinavia to me that's where i'm at sorry right um culturally um third up is barbie uh which of course i saw mm -hmm. actually i watched it twice i saw it in theaters and then i watched it uh on christmas mm. uh, because i was hanging out with my brother's wife very cool who was literally wearing a barbie like sweatsuit 
that rule. Barbie, Barbie top, Barbie bottom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, let's talk about the movie Barbie. And she was like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, what? You're wearing it. <laughs> You're wearing it. And then I just immediately put it on. And guess what? She liked it. Um, the Holdovers got nominated for Best Picture. Pretty interesting Christmas movie. I want to see um, it. But it's I, not Christmas we, we meant to anymore. go see it in theaters and we and we missed it. And I'm sad that I didn't see it in theaters. And I really want to see the holdovers really bad. It's a fun if you want an interesting Christmas movie that kind of has a different tone. Yeah. Um. If you if you if you like weird Christmas movies, it's good for you. I have a weird problem with Paul Giamatti, and I think I'm mm. alone. I think I'm the only person yeah. that has this problem. But Paul Giamatti does not register as a normal human being to me no. in movies, which is weird because no. it just kind of seems like when he talks, I don't, I just think he's putting too much stank on everything. You know, like he's a cartoon character. Okay. Well that's yeah. Your expectations are off. Here's what you got to remember about, uh, Paul Giamatti. He was in a uh, big fat liar. Uh, and he is, a, he is a comedian. I think he's, you should think of Paul Giamatti in the ca same category. You think of Will Ferrell. The Holdovers is like a Will Ferrell movie and Paul Giamatti is is that guy. And that's how I think about him. So I don't go into it with like actor expectations. I go into it that, with comedian expectations. Oh, I agree. So here's another thing. Unpopular opinion. Don't really like Will Ferrell movies. Well, so there then, you go. Yeah, not yeah. really big on that. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Everything yeah. you're saying. I got is nothing for going, you then. I got nothing yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next big, best picture nom was uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, excellent film. Uh, three hours. Didn't feel like it to me. I understand for some people, it's you're just out. Um, it's got my boy Jesse Plemons in it. One of my favorite yeah. actors all time, this guy. He shows up late in the movie, <laughs> and it's hilarious when he does. Um, all, obviously, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio. It's got Bobby De Niro. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know what to tell you. You got, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. good. it's a Scorsese. It's my sure. favorite Scorsese since, uh, probably in a while. I'm not, I don't love Wolf on Wall Street. Yeah. Like so, Departed, like um, since Departed or something. Yeah. Probably since Departed. Um, next best picture nom is Maestro. I haven't seen it. I plan to, I don't want to see it though. And I won't <laughs> say anything more about it. Uh, Oppenheimer is up next. Yeah. Uh, that movie it, I saw it, it was my duty to see it. Um, I think that it's, uh, got a lot of good performances in it. Not really a big Chris Nolan guy. I feel, I'm sounding like a real hater. Sure. I feel like in this list, but I guess that's how, that's how it is. It's Oscar season. Yeah. Um, Oppenheimer is gonna, probably sweep yeah in a year that i think is really competitive right. and it i'll shouldn't... be a little bit annoyed if it sweeps yeah yeah uh, I, I can agree with that and that's without even having seen things i've seen oppenheimer and at the very least i know how excited i am about so many of the other things on this list even just to see yeah. at all it's such a you don't get interesting years like this that often mm -hmm. i think I, I think this is a particularly interesting year yeah robert downey jr is great in oppenheimer and I'm down for him to to win Best mm. Supporting Actor. Totally mm -hmm. down for that. Not really super interested in the other aspects the other of the stuff. movie. Um, it does have Dr. Uh, Venture in it, though, as a cameo. <laughs> Dr. Venture's in there. And I won't uh, expand upon that any further. we got three movies left, and then sure. we're done with Best Picture. No, I'm sorry. Uh, next one is Past Lives. Haven't seen it yet. Want to see it. Yep. Uh, it's directed by uh, a woman who did a version of uh, Chekhov's The Seagull, but in The Sims 4. That rules. So I'm in. I am <laughs> in. in. And I'm a fan. I haven't yeah. even seen this movie. I haven't seen any of this woman's work. Big fan of her. Yeah. All right? Yep. Good yep. for her. Um, 
Next up is Poor Things, uh, which is the new uh, Yorgos. Not even going to try his last name. Yeah, that's fine. His first name's Yorgos, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Um, and very weird, surreal uh, movie. Overwhelming. Strange. Yeah. Uh, has Jared Carmichael in it in a very uh, very fun kind of appearance that I didn't know about. Has Mark Ruffalo in it, uh, and he's great. I love I love Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I, I think that the reason he got cast in the movie is because they saw the movie In the Cut, um, where he does some similar stuff in both movies. Um, if you've if you've seen both, you know what I'm talking about, and you might be even be laughing at this connection I'm making. Right I, think now. I even know what you're talking about. I've seen neither, but I just know. <laughs> yeah, it's there's something that he did, and in the cut, they're like, I think we could have him do this again. Um, and uh, this is a family show, so we're not going to get into it. Sure. Uh, and let me tell you, if you got a family, don't take them to see poor things. Yeah, That's I really want to see it. This things. is this is my number two. Holdovers and poor things are the things I want to see the most uh, out of everything yeah. on this list. Yo, Willem Dafoe in yeah. Poor Things. Oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be losing your mind. I you're gonna be wait. yelping. Yeah. You're gonna be slapping knees. You're gonna be crapping your pants watching <laughs> Willem Dafoe in Poor Things. That is, Willem Dafoe in Poor Things is such a Matt role. Yeah. Like if you yeah. were a really good actor, you would be doing stuff that Willem Dafoe does in that movie. Man, he's he's nasty, weird, and old in that movie. It's great. Um, <laughs> Uh, what well, we were asked about TV shows, and I, I, I knew we just did this. Time. Yeah, you, had, you I, I didn't expect you to actually talk about every single Best Picture nominee, I'm, well, but I love fun. it. Finish the I, Zone I, of Interest. Oh yeah, so the last one is the Zone of Interest, which was my number one movie of 2023. Oh. Um, it is a movie by Jonathan Glazer, uh, who made Under the Skin, mm-hmm. which was probably one of my top three of the 2010s. Wow. Uh, I think this guy makes very uncomfortable movies. Yeah. Uh, I think he he make me sad. He make me weird. Yeah. And Zone of Interest, uh, the subject matter alone is very interesting, very dark. Yeah. Um, absurdly dark, I would even say. Right. Um, and not an easy watch. But if you like disturbing, heartfelt films. Yeah. I think you will like Zone of Interest. Z- the thing I like about Zone of Interest as compared to even Under the Skin, actually Under the Skin does a good job of this as well. I think both movies disturb you with good cause. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they're not disturbing you be, to be, uh, you know, because uh, they're so interesting right. or whatever, or they're not disturbing you because it's just somehow that's supposed to be fun. Like, you're yeah. not supposed to eat popcorn yeah, right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and it, I feel like, it lands you in a very interesting place emotionally, and it doesn't necessarily make me feel good. It's the type of movie that you watch it, and then you can't sleep, and not because it was a horror movie, yeah. but maybe it did horrify you right. somewhat, and yeah. uh, I like it, but I'm a freak, so there you go. Uh, I'll say something I watched, uh, because it just won a bunch of awards as well. Katie and I watched both seasons of The Bear. We took our time with it a little bit, Ooh, but uh, heard, chef. watched all The Bears. <laughs> That show is wild because for me, it's got real ups and downs. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I, it's like the first few episodes are like, oh man, this is like uncut gems, the TV show. Like we're just going to be this yeah. like high octane, like wildly stressful thing. And then ra- at random times, it's like, this is just like a TV show with like, this is our cast. And like, we just sort of like do, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's just a show about a restaurant. No big deal. It's just a show about a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then at random intervals, they're like, let's get back to that freaky energy. Let's get back and like really stress you out and like make it to where you can't watch any more episodes of this after this episode, because it stresses you out so much. And yeah. then 
uh there's a montage of a guy singing taylor swift in his car and it's the funniest thing i've ever seen uh and it's See? so good it so that show runs the gamut uh and i get why it won awards even if sometimes i think it's actually a little bit schlocky and the writing is like okay <laughs> yeah what is that apple tv show with uh severance severance yeah severance I'll i say didn't this. finish that I... katie and i are, were just talking today about how we need to finish severance yeah, so Severance is a good show. Um, I like it, and I'm excited for it to come back, even though I'm a little confused as to How what they... it will be <laughs> in a season two. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens where I'll I'll be like, I like this show, and then it'll be like, yeah, and that's cool. A lot of people liked it, so we're going to be making more of it, and I'll be like, oh, you didn't need there's going to gonna be more. <laughs> that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it, hopefully it'll be good. And I'm excited uh, because I think I think the cast is amazing. Got John Turturro in there. Yeah, uh, my number one guy. Like <laughs> number literally one? on the. I mean S tier. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I would love. You know how come nobody does tier list all actors? Sure. I would that that would be my like six hour YouTube video mm-hmm. that nobody needs to watch. I feel like I could do a <laughs> tier list of every single actor alive yeah. right now. And then I would do one of every dead actor. Mm. Who wants to watch that? Let me know. Actually, me know sound in the off comments. if you want me to do that. Comment if you want me to do that. Because I, I get really opinionated on acting. I yeah. love I love a good performance. Um, and there's just, you know, I got some hot takes. You know, like Giamatti yeah. would be a lower tier than people want. I know that. Yeah. Okay. What, what dead actor do you want to watch every single movie they were ever in? There's a lot of obvious answers here. Um, I have been thinking a lot about this guy Joseph Cotton mm-hmm. a lot, who was like a Orson Welles. Actually, I'll just say Orson Welles. Actually, oh, yeah. much easier to say Orson Welles. I don't even have to explain to you who that is. Sure. Well, I would love to see every single film that Orson Welles uh, starred in. A- every in order. Era. In order. <laughs> you got to go order. through the arc. You got to go through yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, because that man transforms quite a bit. Okay, <laughs> and but I don't know. He just he's he's such an interesting guy. Uh, and I think he he's my type of actor as well. Like I'm a little less interested. Like I don't like um, what's the Godfather guy's name? What is his Marlon name? Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. So like that type of acting, I think is cool, but it's a little bit like it kind of just feels like he's like a animal in there. You know, uh-huh. it's like a little like I like to kind of see the moves. You know, sure. And I feel like Orson Welles, you can really appreciate like what he's doing. But I, I say that, but I, another actor that I love is Jeremy Strong. And Jeremy Strong mm-hmm. is way more like a Brando type. Mm-hmm. That guy is just, uh, you know, t- dragging himself into the closet and like <laughs> shaking himself away, you know, and then being like, turn the camera on. Yeah. Let's go. You yeah. know, like it's yeah. that kind of scary, just sort of like freaked himself out. Yeah. And now we're just like actually experiencing something kind right. of thing. So I don't know. I guess I do kind of, there's a lot of different types of acting that I respond to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Orson Welles would be the most useful person to have seen all of oh, his movies. Movie. That's a fun one. Including, because it would end with Transformers the movie. And what a great place <laughs> to kind of sit down there at the end, you know? We've we've done it all, you know? We've crested, we've peaked, uh-huh. and now we've landed into the calm, safe hands of Unicron, the planet devourer. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>